Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Take Two. I uh, hope you all are doing well. As we're waiting for some people to join in, I want to remind you of a couple of things. One is this Friday, we are going to be taking food to uh, the nurses and staff at San Antonio Hospital, the ER. So if you'd like to contribute towards that, you can donate at the different following ways that we've mentioned before. You can mail it in. You can go to our website, contribute there. Uh, Zell, Venmo, all those things are listed there. Uh, if you want to help with that specific project. Also, I had mentioned that this Sunday, Hitchburger and Grill, who we are partnering with to do uh, the food for the people at San Antonio, are doing an event this Sunday afternoon, and if you'd like to be a part of that, uh, plan on being there. I believe it was at 4 o'clock, the event, and they could probably use some help putting together some Easter baskets for the kids and other things like that. And so if that is something you are interested in doing, we will post that information up on our social media here within the next day or so so that you can jump into that. One more thing to mention is, believe it or not, but this Sunday is Palm Sunday, which is hard to believe. It just seems like, I guess, Easter came early or seems early this year. I know it's based on the sun and something like that. But anyway, this Sunday is Palm Sunday, and so I hope you guys can join us. We are meeting outdoors and a few spaces inside. Uh, we are distancing ourselves. We are trying to be cautious wearing masks. Even as the virus has declined, uh, they are saying that it's going to spike again and we want to be better safe than sorry. So if you can join us, if you feel comfortable, please join us this Sunday, Palm Sunday, here at the building at 10 a.m. Now, moving forward tonight, we are going to be speaking about what I talked about Sunday, which is really continuing our desire series. And we were talking this morning or that morning, Sunday morning, about detecting when God speaks to us. That what we called Kairos, the, the moment of time that is pivotal, opportunity, striking, where we can respond to it in a way that's transformational. And this is part of the awareness uh space here in this wheel. We're going to take a pause from this the next two weeks for Palm Sunday and Easter, and then we'll get back to it. But uh, let me throw it to you, Randy. I mean, your thoughts just on the subject or questions you had, anything that stirred in your mind? Yeah, it was it was one of those, uh, for me, it was a, uh, some of this hit close to home. And uh, like just from a a big picture. It it reminds me a little bit of, um, the you know, I, I'm gonna get a little bit off topic topic to get back on topic. Okay. But like just just how we, uh, you know, I think have this. I'll say I'll speak for myself. I have this uh, propensity to compartmentalize things in my life, and so, um, you know, there's family, there's work, there's church and sometimes church friends and other, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there's all these different things. And, uh, and I'm at my best when I, when those things are all merged, you know what I mean? <laughs> when they're all merged. Yeah. But, um, 
but I was thinking about when, when you were talking on Sunday about how, you know, I see this around me and I see this in myself where, and you know, what we believe, um, and how we act are, are sometimes at odds mm-hmm. with each other. And so, so that made me, I, I kind of, in my mind on Sunday morning, kind of went on a deep dive of like how, how I let the, how I let that happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it starts here. I think it's it starts with mm. with not, uh, you know, with like you say, kind of maybe explaining away some of the moments that that God is intending to wake me up by. Yeah. Instead of instead of living in those moments. Um, yeah. I think that's that's kind of like a big picture. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, no, it totally does. I mean, one of the, the key points and the thing that I was talking about is how we do try to either excuse it or fix it. Yeah. Right. And and we can excuse it or fix it in the name of, you know, Jesus kind of a thing where, oh, you know, I'm feeling this way and the Bible tells me this. And so we use a Bible verse to shut it down. Yeah. You know, or to justify it. And instead of letting it have an effect that actually produces more depth and thought and transformation. So, so for example, you use the example of, of, loneliness right mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. So, um, saying that maybe instead of, instead of feeling it, we kind of bandaid it with a, with a scripture verse yeah, or some, not even that, maybe just some, some way of explaining it away or minimizing it. Yeah. So we don't have to feel it. Exactly. I mean, but, we... but feeling it might be the thing that we need. Yeah. I mean, feeling it allows you to understand it a little bit more. It allows you to uh, deal with it in a little bit healthier way so that you can actually maybe move from it. I feel like if you just band-aid it, you don't actually move from it. You just ignore it, mm. right? It's like, oh, no, it's not there. It's not there. I'm not lonely because the Bible says the Lord's with me, right? Right. Um, those kinds of things where it's like, well, no, you are feeling lonely. And instead of letting that loneliness have its effect in you that prompts the healthy response you just shut it down so that it doesn't, you know, deal with it at all. Yeah. It's interesting to me because I've, um, you know, I've told people for years that, um, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I know that God exists in, in Trinity. He, he exists mm-hmm. in community. And I know that when Adam was alone, God said it's not good for him to be alone. Right. So, so I'm convinced that that loneliness is not, it's not good for us. Yeah. But it, but it is sometimes the truth. It's sometimes, and you had an interesting quote where you said, "The truth is just uh, God revealing reality." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, the whole idea of grace and truth is God revealing reality from His place right. and trying to bring us into that reality. You know, and so if we're just ignoring things, I mean, that, I love that passage in Genesis where it's not good that man is alone because. At that point, you know, this is before anything went wrong, right? Everything should have been good. Yeah. You know, God and I are like this, yeah. but it's not good. Something still wasn't good in creation, which, again, just helps us to see things maybe a little bit differently, maybe than what we've been taught or what we've been told. E- even the things that I, I started off with the dream of Jacob and him saying God was in this place, you know, 
dreams don't usually affect us that way, at least me. I had a couple of dreams last night. Don't really remember them too much, but I didn't wake up saying, God is in this place, you know. Right. They don't have that effect on me, but at that time in that culture, they did. And it's not that it's wrong and, you know, I'm wrong today. It's just that's how it was. And so hearing them speak about these things, being aware of these things and how it kind of affected them just maybe makes us think, are there moments where that's happening, but I'm just not mm -hmm. aware of it? I, I shared those, you know, big moments in my life where Corrine gave birth to our kids and they're only... A few of those moments, and thankfully, you know, but they're happening every day, right? They're happening all the time. So if that is a big moment, it's happening, you know, almost four times every second or more than four times every second somewhere in the world. Um, so God is working, but are we listening and how do we listen? How do we detect? Right. You know, those things are really kind of at the heart of what we were wanting to do. Let me ask you this. I mean, the idea of God speaking to you, what has been your uh, history and what you've maybe grown up thinking, believing, being told or taught? How does God speak? Yeah, so um, uh, mostly I was taught that God speaks through the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. And I even had um, <clears throat> a professor... Um, that told me that there is no new revelation. Mm -hmm. So if it's, if it's been said, you know, God's still speaking what's been said, but nothing new. Yeah. That door is closed. Mm -hmm. So, um, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I find that, you know, when he said it too, I was already, you know, I was in Bible college. So I was already, I, you know what I mean? I wasn't mm -hmm. like brand new to this. I was, but I was like, man, I, I distinctly remember, you know, something close to audible, like, yeah, as in a, your own life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, it was a, a burning bush or anything, but like some, some things where I think and particularly, I find this to be interesting, Sam, you can tell me what you think. Um, I find particularly that, that those kind of things that God was doing in me happened a lot when I was a young believer. Mm -hmm. And, um, less as I, as I grew. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that weird? No, I, I think that's pretty common. You know, I think in that early stage, there is this kind of, uh, I, I'm hearing things different than I've heard them before. Yeah. And life is looking different than it's looked before. And so everything is new kind of a thing, an attitude that we have. And with that comes an acceptance, a hunger. And then as we get older, that gets maybe taught away or it, it starts to, um, I don't know, a number of things can happen to us in that process where we start to distance ourselves from that newness and that freshness. Right. Because some of it was naive, right? I mean, there's, I did a lot of things when I first accepted Jesus that were really naive. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that they were bad, you know, even though they weren't as right as they could have been or mature exactly <laughs> um they they weren't bad and, and i i think that's an important thing to keep in mind that sometimes um that newness that freshness allows us to hear and then when we start trying to make everything in this you know more dualistic way of thinking right or wrong we lose some of the nuance and opportunity mm -hmm. for the spirit to work in our lives yeah 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think that I thought for a long time that, you know, it's like when you when you go bowling with kids and you use the, the bumpers, right? Like uh-huh. that's how my early days. That's what I. That's how I think of them. Like I was like, hey, you know, I'm putting the bumpers up because you're new to this. And as I, you know, you know, matured, then I thought maybe those were going away a little bit, and he's letting me get some yeah. gutter balls and face that, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Um, and maybe that's true and I'm, and, and maybe that's what happened. Um, but that's worth assessing for me now at this point, because looking back at it, maybe, maybe it was just taught away. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe I thought I knew now and I wasn't so reliant on hearing that anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a danger when we desire to know God and we think, that we fully can, you know, it's like, I I desire to have God speak to me. And so I get told something like, well, you know, the Bible has everything there is to say. And so then, well, if I know the Bible, then I know everything God has to say. Right. And instead of thinking, well, that there's probably a whole lot more that God has to say than what's just in this book. If God's as big as he really is. I mean, I think of Hebrews, I was just looking it up, you know, long time ago, Times in many ways God spoke to our fathers and by prophets, but in these last days has spoken to us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things. If God is speaking through Jesus, he's speaking through his life, and there's not a whole lot. I mean, you could read all the words of Jesus in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And so there's more than just his words speaking, it's his life. It's the work of the spirit in and through him. Um, it, it's the person of Jesus and how that ministers to our spirit. I just heard a podcast of, uh, her name's Joy Williams. She's in Civil Wars. And I she, love Joy Williams. Yeah, she used to be a part of CCM, mm-hmm. Christian uh, Contemporary Music. And so the podcast just talks about her journey, which isn't a good one, um, you know, in some ways. But after it all, after kind of the, the problems that she went through and the changes that she went through the question was asked is there anything still about your faith that is there and she said you know i i can't get away from jesus something about him still draws me Mm -hmm. it was it was beautiful and um i think well that's speaking in more than just what's written right it's the person and how she has encountered the person through scripture uh but definitely by the spirit as well and so one of the things that she had said too, when they asked about a, a moment that really spoke to her about God speaking to her was when she was just a child and her mom was teaching her harmony out in the forest. You know, she goes, that was a God moment for me. I can't forget that moment. It was beautiful. It was like, it was just, you know, dripping with God through that. And I think, okay, that was a Kairos, right? That was a moment where God ministered to her. Um, and so it didn't happen just in this way, you know, that maybe they said to you, it's got to happen through the Bible mm-hmm. or through prayer, those things. It happened in other ways. And I, I think most people agree that God still speaks in different ways yeah. than just that. Um, but it is um, it is interesting how we tend to want to be able to make it understandable all the time and we start putting these things out so this is how god works you know he doesn't heal on the sabbath right you know kind of a thing right um 
and I think we got to be careful of that, where the whole idea of detecting the Spirit of God, it should show up in us. If God has created me, then there's some inner workings that his voice is there already. And maybe it is even through my body and through those experiences that I have, the emotions that I have, that how it shows up. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's so much, again, uh, about, uh, you know, I know this is a a weird word or maybe a word that uh, is uncomfortable, but like the deconstruction maybe Mm -hmm. of... uh, of of things that that we've been brought up on um and deconstruction is not bad if you're if you're you know refinishing a floor right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if you're going to reconstruct later yeah. yeah yeah so i mean that's where and that's i think what you know a lot of um the things we're, we're talking about this is kind of part of that like mm-hmm. i was taught that you know there is no new revelation i remember that phrase the way he said it and i remember that he pretty much he was yelling this at the class mm-hmm. and we had to say it back. Right. Like, yeah, it was a serious moment. It wasn't, so I, <laughs> it was like ingrained, like there is no new. And, uh, and so, um, I felt at odds with that immediately. Um, but he was, uh, he was a professor. He was a man that mentored me for a while. And, um, and it was a, it was a weird, you know, uh, how do I how do I think through this when I've already had these experiences where I feel like and maybe it wasn't you know new revelation and like it wasn't some yeah. like strange strange wind or strange, <laughs> <laughs> strange doctrine out there yeah um, but uh, but that I that I felt like God was speaking to me um, and I still have that desire to hear God speak to me you mm-hmm. know what I mean I still want it I still yeah. want that so like that just never settled right but but to have to like kind of you know tear up the floorboards to lay down something um, more solid. I think, you know, we have to, we have to be able to do that with, with all of our, our ideas. Yeah. No, it is important to be able to not take yourself so seriously that you shut yourself off from other things being able to penetrate your life. Mm. You know, and I think that's one of the dangers. I mean, that's kind of what we see with the Pharisees, right? They were so certain that what was certain before them was missed. Yeah. And we don't want to do that because we can do that. We can take those things. I think it was F.F. Bruce that said, Paul would be turning over in his grave if he knew that we made his writings Torah. Well, yeah. You know, that we took the, the scriptures and made them something that was strict and rigid and having to be adhered to by the line. He said, Paul would roll over in his grave. Um, and there's, there's a powerful truth to that because, um, I've done that, you know, where I've taken these things and it's like, no, I'm going to follow the letter of this and make it a new law basically instead of a, a living, uh, work of God in our lives. And of course that's not negating what the scripture says. It is written down so that we can, you know, be reproved, we can be corrected so it can direct us it can correct us um but there's so much more there than what we're able to obtain and it it affects every generation where they're at and generations have changed so much you know from the time that they were written so we Mm -hmm. have to 
be aware of those things, how it affects this culture at this time, but still carries a message that is true for all time. You know, um, those are things that have to be wrestled with. It's not just easy, but going back to the detecting, um, I don't think even those things matter when you detect something, how you respond is now what matters. Right. If God is speaking to us through moments, um, a, a frustration, you know, a dream, a, a rebuke, you know, like Nathan's did with David. If, if he's doing that, if that's showing up in my life, some connection to the reality as God sees it, then how I respond is a big deal. Right. That's going to determine what happens from this point. And I think that's the thing that I want to cue in, because wouldn't it be great if we were all people who were aware right. of God's speaking and knowing how to step into situations that are difficult, that are requiring our prayerfulness, our attentiveness, our um, you know caution, our self-examination uh, wouldn't it be great if we were people who when i felt angry instead of just justifying it shutting it down uh, okay i'm going to stop being angry because the bible says you know don't be angry or be angry and sin not you know I'll, I'll find a verse to deal with that wouldn't it be good to understand why do i always get angry at this yeah you know what's happening with this um yeah because it might be something silly that sets you off, right? Yeah. Like I've made the joke before, but it's only I'm only half joking when I talk about it. <laughs> like <laughs> when I get caught off in traffic, I seriously get mad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like I'm sitting in traffic. Like it's not. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get anywhere any faster <laughs> by being upset about it. Um, but those types of things might be silly, or they might be they might be legitimate reasons to be upset. Yeah. But uh, but having having to deal with them. That's something that, uh, you know, that's, this is where it gets, the rubber hits the road a little bit, right? Yeah. Because now you're like, do I want to, do I want to dwell in that? Do I want to, in order to, to like dig down into this, do I want to feel it? Yeah. Do I, do I want to uncover what might be buried? Yeah. Um, you know, in the counseling that I've gone to, um, that's part of the job. Yeah. It's, it's work. Though. Yeah. And, and it, it's always a little awkward when you know your therapist points on something that you're just ignoring you know it's like no no that's not the problem go, well let's go back to that it's like, no we don't have to go back to that let's talk about this and it's like well before we can talk about this i think this is growing from this you know and so you start getting to root issues and you start seeing that you know the shortness of you know patience with your children is really stemming from Maybe this feeling of insecurity of being looked at in a bad way. You know, I think of when our kids were at church, you got to act the right way and getting so upset with them. Why was I so upset with them if they acted like kids? Right. Right. That's because they're going to look at me as a bad parent. And you can't look at me as a bad parent. I'm one of the pastors. <laughs> right. And, and so, and, and I think if I would have listened, gosh, this is, this is an emotional moment for me. 
if I would have listened to those emotions at those times when they were happening, I would have had such a different reaction towards my kids than I did. You know, I, I can remember sitting in the sanctuary, listening to the pastor speak, and then hearing someone up on the roof and hearing voices of kids up on the roof and me knowing those are my kids, right? And my first instinct was I was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Those are my children up on the roof acting childish. And <laughs> it was out of embarrassment and pride, really, that I reacted instead of, you know, like, do I really care what people think? Is it so bad that my kids are up on the roof acting like kids? Yeah, they shouldn't be up there. That's not a good thing. But maybe we can go talk about it at lunch instead of me giving them the riot act, you know, at that time. Um, things like that, you know. That. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as parents, uh, it's amazing how much, uh, you know, uh, like you said, it's, it's just kids being kids. And maybe you can't just justify that all the time, yeah. But it, it, but at the at the heart of that is that we we've made this all about us, right? Yeah. And our pride and our embarrassment or our reputation or whatever yeah. it might be, and we go into self preservation mode, and that's when it's like there's going to be a whooping, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. And it's not. I mean, I I, I remember um, uh, this has been probably about ten years ago, where I I read uh, a blog by a mom who kind of called this out. So I, so I felt like I, at that's when I was like, man, I do, I do, I'm that guy. Yeah. I, I'm the one that yells at my son in the store because he, mm -hmm. he got stuck on the toy aisle and I'm now like onto something else. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm that guy. And, and, uh, and she talked about like letting her son tantrum in the store, you know, mm -hmm. as terrifying as that sounds to a parent, she was like, that's what he needed in that moment. Yeah. And, and he had, he had to do it and get through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then we could talk about it afterwards. And she was talking about, she called it gospeling her son. Hmm. And I thought yeah. it was, you know, that was a, a huge learning moment for me. So uh, Judah probably got a lot more harsher rebuke than Levi because I learned <laughs> when Levi was just a baby. <laughs> yeah, it's like at some point it's, this is not effective and more, it's actually destructive to not only, you know, whether it's your kids or your spouse, if you're having an argument and you're responding still in a negative way because of something that's in you instead of the situation. Um, it's ne it's negative consequences to you. You, you start to again, shut down what's really going on and put up a, a, a facade, you know, a mask, a, a pretend, you know, self that, isn't affected by these things mm -hmm. and it's insulated from these kinds of emotions and these kinds of problems. And so instead of allowing them to penetrate your life, transform your life by you acknowledging them saying, you know what? I'm upset because of my pride, not because you got on the roof, not because you forgot to, you know, bring this, you know, with us on vacation or whatever the situation might be. I'm upset because I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling, uh, you know, hurt. I'm feeling like undervalued, right? I mean, usually you come to these places where you start seeing yourself in this situation because the first truth that is being told is the truth about yourself. Hmm. 
and I think that's an important thing to understand. This it, it, the the truth that was happening when my kids got up on the roof was the truth about me and how I'm feeling about the situation, not that they're up on the roof, right? That was another thing, and I had to deal with it. Yeah, you can't get up on the roof, especially on right. a Sunday. What are you guys thinking? <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it was telling me the truth about myself, and that's the truth we overlook so many times is the truth that our emotions is speaking to us mm -hmm. this is kind of what i was i think referring to when i talked about compartmentalizing things because it's kind of easier mm. to do to do the the shadow self you know yeah. and to put forward this is the facebook self this is who i am mm -hmm. um and, I, and i'm only going to post happy things you know what i mean yeah or I'm only going to post sad things, so, you know. Depends. Yeah, it depends on the response I want. Depends on the image I want to portray. Right, but it's an yeah. image that you're portraying. Yeah. And it's not the real, you know, underneath. It's not who you really are, or at least, you know, it's a moment of who you might want to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the truth is sometimes we're not aware of those things, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of this detecting is we are not aware of who we really are all the time, hmm. you know, which sounds like a strange thing to say, but gosh, it's so true. Um, and, and so how do we get in touch with who we really are if we don't detect the moments that are speaking to us about it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's, I have a hard time oftentimes with being in the moment period. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about so many things. I'm worried about things. I have anxiety about things. There's a you know, plate full of things that have to get done. And I'm living in that. Yeah. I'm living in this, something that's not even happening yet. Where in the meantime, you know, my daughter's like, uh, you know, <laughs> doing right in front of me, doing almost a full flip on a monkey bar that she's been working on for two months. And I've watched her. Now I'm like, I'm not even like excited with her in the moment because I'm so distracted with, yeah. you know, things that are much more petty, maybe important things, but in this moment, they're not as yeah. important as what is happening in front of me. Yeah. And, and so on a you know bigger scale, I think it's being in the moment. It can be really hard. Yeah, no, it can. And having to do self-reflection can seem like a waste of time or I don't have the time or, Again, it, it's easier to go to fix. Yeah. Right? It's like, why take the deep dive, have to go through this whole, you know... It, it's work. Yeah. There's work involved. Yeah. I, I don't want to... Let's just get it done. Yeah. I mean, gosh. Yeah. So many arguments are like that, right? When you're having a disagreement with someone. It's like, what do I need to say to make you okay? Right. <laughs> what can I what can I say to tell make you say, okay, we're fine now. All right, let, you know, let's go grab something to eat instead of okay, what's happening? Yeah. What, what are you feeling? Um what am I feeling? Why am I acting this way? Why am I responding this way? Because um, that is work. That that's a tough thing to do. Um detection though is one of these things that is supposed to bring us good news, right? Because what we're detecting is the reality of God's presence with us, which is always good, even if the emotion doesn't feel good. 
right? So detecting things is about connecting to the good news that the kingdom of God is near. It's present. That God is working here. Like we'd mentioned the loneliness, right? It's like, instead of, you know, gaslighting the loneliness, no, I'm not loneliness. I'm not going to worry about it and just ignore it. It's like, okay, I am lonely, but instead of using God to fix my loneliness, I'm going to allow God to be with me in my loneliness. And that allows me to actually grow in this place instead of shut it down. And that's good news. That's bringing God near. It's bringing that mentality of God present in you. And that's where change takes place. You know, it's it's real, right? I think that's kind of what what I'm I'm what I'm feeling through all this is that it's 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 real. It's not this is not the fake self, Mm -hmm. right? It's actually it's not the you know yeah I'm lonely, but I'm gonna. I'm going to post this verse on Facebook about loneliness. That's, you know, like God's got my, you know, like whatever it might be. And it's, it's being your real authentic person and dealing with it. Yeah. And so, yeah. Letting God in that moment is a big deal. Yeah. And it's probably scary. Yeah. I think part of the fear is admitting, you know, it's like, there's a reason David, Ignored Can't what was you happening. imagine that whole scene? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a pretty intense scene. Right? Yeah. Especially, you know, I always imagine moments like that where I could do something like that. You know, like, <laughs> you are you, that you, man. Right? You want to be like, the Nathan. Yeah, I want to be the Nathan that calls it out in such clarity. And it never happens, right? Never, No one ever goes, oh, that was me. After all, it usually turns into a fight. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just that kind of, oh, you know, busted, um, and then having to come to grips with that. Yeah, it's, it's almost like what did David like? I mean, we, people are irrational. I've been irrational. I've done irrational things, but in that moment, David was like, "Oh, God knew about that." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, almost like he didn't. Yeah, he thought he had it. Buried. Well, and the whole—I mean—the beautiful thing in that story is the passion that David has mm. against the injustice. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's that's so typical. We're so passionate against the things that we see are wrong, except for in us. You know, it's like we're blind to those things. I mean, here's talking about a sheep. And with you, it was a person, you know. Um, Yeah, it's one of those areas where he's just it was easier to be blind to it than to have to deal with it for a period of time. It was his normal way. And I love that that's there in Scripture. Because it just, again, brings out the humanity of, you know, even a person like a king. Even a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Yeah, which is, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Because, yeah. But like, it, I, I got issues with David. <laughs> he's, he's complicated, man. Yeah. But. Yeah. But, I mean, back to the point here. Um. One of the things I did towards the end was I, I was telling people to just be aware of these things, to, to write them down, not to even fix them. You know, don't try and fix them. Don't try and get like the answer for them. Just be aware of them and sit in that awareness. Um, has that been something you've been able to do? 
Uh, is that something maybe even in the since Sunday has anything like that happened with you that you can share? Yeah, I'll, I'll share two things and then um, and then I'll admit that I haven't written anything down or okay. <laughs> uh, but but last night um, Bella's thing lately has been uh, we have a horrible bedtime routine everybody in my family i think except for brie has sleeping problems so mm-hmm. like that they, I'm, I'm sure this is all genetic and i pass the <laughs> i pass on my insomnia to all my kids <laughs> um bella she'll ask when she's feeling tired she'll ask uh one of us to pray and um, that means she's ready to go yeah because <laughs> sometimes she'll fall asleep as i'm praying um but she'll you know so we have we pray with her and then last night she said um, that she said, you know, we, we pray in, in four-year-old terms, you know, um, and she said, I usually fall asleep before I hear God talk to me. Mm. Like she's expecting an answer to these yeah. prayers. Right. And, uh, and she said, um, and then I said, does he talk to you? And she said, I think so. I think so when I'm sleeping. Hmm. And I was like, I got him teary eyed right now. But, um, yeah, that was for me one of those moments where it's like you love to see your these little things in your kids, yeah. right, where it's like um, from a four year old's perspective this is this is the beginning of something really good, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, God is so near yeah. already, and yeah. she's so aware, yeah, yeah, and uh, and so she does every time she gets a boo boo on her knee, she's asked me to pray for it, mm-hmm. like she's like she's like this is you know sometimes she says funny things that are not good theology. <laughs> like, um, I think she said that Jesus likes stinky cheese. <laughs> I don't know. It's some weird thing like that. But anyways, uh, or Jesus lives in her closet. That was a, that was a thing for a while too. <laughs> in her magic room. She yeah. Um, so, but she's learning, you know, and just that sweetness and the, and the authenticity of her, expectations you know what i mean i thought was one of those moments for me and then what i was talking to you about earlier before we were on uh was this uh this guy who had written i'd read this a long time ago who had written these resolutions for it was it was called resolutions for cultivating joy his name was clyde kirby and he talked about just some really simple things so i've been trying i i take bella on a little walk every day uh in the morning and so um and I do this, I've been doing this with her for a little while, but now I'm like, I, I want to do this for me too, uh-huh. where, I, where I'm like, hey, look at the sky today. Look how beautiful it is. And I'm pointing out God's creation and I'm, yeah. I'm talking to her about those things. But, you know, this is part of me also kind of grounding in awareness, right? Yeah. Like, like the things that maybe I've taken that for granted. I used to really uh, be moved by those things, like man, you know, we could, God could have made the world black and white, right? He could, (laughs) he didn't have to give us dimensional, you know, colors and all these things that like, that are there for our enjoyment. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, silly big way, stopping to recognize those things. It makes me more aware than anything else. Yeah. Except for maybe my children being born. Yeah. <laughs> but just a regular, like you said, something that's, this is always going on. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so interesting. You know, there are those times the sunsets are spectacular yeah. 
and then it catches our attention when really anytime the sun sets it's pretty amazing yeah. right even if it's a gray day it still can be pretty spectacular but we just get used to it you know it's like oh yeah that's it it's like people who live in different parts of the world where it's always lush and green yeah you know and you think oh my gosh look at this this is amazing you know what you guys have and they're like oh yeah it's normal for them, you know, or the water's so clear and blue and it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like those things are spectacular. We're just used to them. And so we lose that connection to them in, in those ways. But I, I think being aware is not just being aware of the spectacular that's there. It, it's really the the relationship between. It's the interaction, right? It's the interaction with, you know, Bella and the conversation in you. It's interaction with that, you know, sunset in you. It's interaction mm -hmm. with that song, the movie that's moving you. You know, I don't know how many times I've heard quoted. Uh, I don't know if you're watching any of the Marvel, the WandaVision. I, I, only, I watched a little bit of that, but I haven't. There's a quote now that I've heard probably 10 times because when I heard it on the, you know, the show, I was moved to tears. You know, and, and the quote was, you know, what is grief but love persevering, mm -hmm. right? And it, it was just one of those things where it was like, oh, my gosh, that is just so beautiful, so heavy. And I was like moved to tears. And I wasn't the only one because I've heard it like five other times, you know, different people quoting it. Um, and and it's, it's one of those things where I'm interacting with something that's happening because it's touching something within me and it's pulling something out of me, mm -hmm. right? And so exploring that, why is that moving me so much? Well, maybe it's because of the grief I'm going through, the grief I know other people are going through, and what a way to give meaning to something that's hard, you know, to give some kind of subs substance to the grief and see it as this, you know. Um, so I think these kairoses are moments of relating with not just feeling the feeling is connecting us to right right uh, i think that's an important part of this to see that i'm being connected to this song my daughter the sunset this saying in a movie why you know what's connecting me what's happening in that connection why is it taking place and then sitting in that question yeah yeah, I mean those are those are heavy moments. I hope that I hope that people will take the time to journal or write yeah. or even just be in the moment. Yeah, I mean I, I, a lot of these things. Again, I've learned through the cohort that I'm going through. And if you ever want information on that, let me know. If you want to go through something like that, you can on your own. Um, but because it's not something we're doing here, at Genesis. It's with Gravity Leadership. But um, going through this has been just. Uh, huge for me you know it's been huge in how i'm trying to deal with things um how i'm interacting with the people in my life trying to be a little bit more aware uh how i'm being more aware i've, I've been crying a whole lot more than i us usually do um not that i cry a lot but i you know just being moved more um where usually that happens when i'm really tired you know and i'm really spent and then big things happen that's when i get weepy now i'm 
either tired all the time or are just being <laughs> a little more weepy all the time, but it's not being seen as a bad thing. It's being seen more as an aware thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And what an amazing thing that God would make himself known to us, that he would speak to us in these little moments, yeah. you know, that I would get a glimpse of who he is in this way at this time through this avenue. Um, that's a, a beautiful thing in itself that the good news is God is near, Yeah, you know? Um, and I hope we're all aware of that. I mean, that's the desire of this was to make us aware that, man, God is so close. Yeah. It's, it's good. And, and it's, uh, uh, again, you know, I, I pray this with my family when we pray together, which isn't every day, but I, but I'll say like, you know, we all, like, we all believe in you, but help us to see you. Mm. You know what I mean? Help us to see yeah, you. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Because I feel like this is where compartments come from. Cause I can see it in my kids too, where it's like, Oh yeah, we do God thing on this day or when we pray, it's a God moment. But other than that, like I'm going to yeah. go, you know, live my best life and not really think about him or anybody else. You know yeah. what I mean? But the constant, we, the, I pray for those reminders because man, we're, we're stubborn people or we're self-centered people or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and it's so easy to be distracted with the things happening you know, the busyness, the needs that you have to work or to provide or to take care of something. Um, and they can overwhelm us, you know, with just, it consumes my emotion, some of those things that are just mm. pressing on us. Um, and, and so that can actually, again, begin to shut down. I just don't want to feel because it's too much going on, you know, sensory overload with all the things happening, yeah. you know, in one day, it's like, even today, uh, I'm driving home because I came from Woodland Hills and it was a two hour drive and I was like, oh, I got to find a quicker way. And so I'm like putting my ways in and I, I quit using ways for a while because it was like aggravating me, right? It's like, turn this street, turn this street, mm-hmm. quick over here, over here. And it's like, what did I save? I, you know, I had a heart attack because I'm <laughs> cutting through traffic to get save a minute. And it's like, what's going on? I lost, I lost a day of my life to save a minute of time. <laughs> And I did it today because I had to get back quick. And I found myself in that I'm turning, I'm turning, I'm, I'm, and now I'm frustrated waiting here where I probably should have just stayed on the freeway, crawled along, and been able to listen to something, been able to focus on something instead of my mind darting all around. And I think that happens in our lives. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's that there's a lot on the news. There's, you know, there's a lot happening because of the pandemic and, uh, in families' lives, there's just a lot going on yeah. everywhere right now. So, yeah, I mean, and then you hear the news, you know, the shooting in Colorado, um, and, and then you see posts about everything from what the president's doing. Again, you've got the political tension going back and forth. Uh, yeah, all those things pull at us, and sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in all the the worry about life that we, you know, like Jesus said, you worry about these things, but consider, you know, the lily, consider the birds, you know, God's taking care of them. He'll take care of you. Um, and so maybe instead of being so busy about all these things, we need to be able to be attentive to what is happening 
that we can have an effect with. Not that we should be ignoring, you know, what's going on. We have to be aware. Um, but let's not allow that to consume us so that we don't hear the other things going on. I know I've made it a point since the pandemic to try and stay educated on it, right? It's like, and this isn't something I would normally do. Like, oh boy, disease, let's talk, let's look at that. You know, it's like, you know, oh boy, a virus. I want to know all about it. <laughs> That's just not in my wheelhouse to want to know, right? But I feel like I need to, to be up to date with what we're going to do here at Genesis and be, you know, responsible. So I've put that in my wheelhouse and sometimes it can get overwhelming, but then I have to be able to sit in that and allow even that, why am I overwhelmed by this? Why am I so freaked out about this? Uh, to get that kind of response, you know, to, okay, let's, let's think about this. Yeah. No, I, um, I know that a few of you who are listening online, if you guys have any questions, I forgot to mention this at the beginning and Kirk here, um, if you would like to ask a question, you can type it in um, and we'll try to address it. Uh, if not, that's fine too, but we do want to try to make an interactive opportunity here with that. Any other thoughts maybe that you had regarding this detecting? Um... No, I mean I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying the series. I, I'm it's challenging to me because I definitely am, am a fixer. I want to move on quickly and easily, yeah. and so um, having to you know uh, kind of retrace some steps in my relationships and in uh, in my relationship with God too. All of all of this is like uh, I think it's it's healthy. It is just a lot. Of life. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I, I had a meeting this morning with my cohort and it was some pretty heavy stuff going on just in people's lives and their awareness to situations. And I think we were all crying on it just from, you know, people sharing some of the things that are going on and the awareness of the things that are taking place. Um, and it was beautiful. I mean, it really was. It was a beautiful kind of a sacred moment as we are all able to just kind of look at how not long ago these moments, these intersections with God would have just been crossed over. And instead of saying, wow, there is such an opportunity for me to, you know, get closer to my son here or to get closer to this that's happening in my life, um, that it was really beautiful. And that's what I desire from this is for us to have those kinds of moments where we pause, we step into the difficulty, like you said, and see the good news in it, mm. right? That, wow, this is really beautiful that it's moving me to a deeper relationship with this person or understanding of myself or relationship with God um, by being aware. Because, and you said this already, but by way of kind of wrapping this mm -hmm. together, you know, owning the loneliness or the anger mm -hmm. or the sadness, whatever, whatever it is, whatever the emotion yeah. is by owning those things. See, I, I told you before that I grew up in hangout culture, right? So yeah. I, that's my, that's my default. I still do that. I still find myself going there very easily. Um, but by owning those things, 
you know, naming those things and, and realizing that this is how I'm feeling. Um, and, and, you know, having to do some of the work or whatever, the, the good news is so much more Mm -hmm. in, in, you know, in those, in those deep feelings, I think then, uh, then maybe you, you can experience if you don't do the work. Yeah. If I am not fully known, how can I fully be loved? Right? And if these moments help me to be more known, of course, God knows this, but even we to ourselves, you know. Yeah, or even what we present to God. Yeah. It's not always all of us. Yeah, and so sometimes this is the chipping away to get to Mm -hmm. the, the real you that's insecure, that's lonely, that's hurt, that's, you know, whatever. All these things that are really who I am, those are the things I keep trying to cover because I feel that's inadequate, it's inadequate, it's inadequate. But when those things get pulled away and I sit there in the moment and ask, okay, what's going on? How how am I supposed to deal with this? The realization that, well, right here is where God is with you. That's the good news. Yeah. That's the good news. And now it takes away, I mean, from the beginning, that whole idea of, you know, courage is taken from the word, you know, the heart. And it really is to uh, be able to, uh, what is it, courage is to be able to be known with your whole heart. I think that was what it was, you know, to to tell the story of who you are with your whole heart. Mm. Um, that's beautiful. And instead of trying to cover it up because we don't like the way it is, to be able to tell God the story of who you are with your whole heart or be able to start telling people the story of who you are with your whole heart is really good news. And that's where kingdom takes place. It's where God is working, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think that's such a better story than maybe the one we've been told of, you know, the good news is just that Jesus died for your sins. So now you don't go to hell, you go to heaven, right? No, the good news is so much better than that. You know, it's you being able to tell the story of who you are with your whole heart and God being a part of that story now, you know, um, it's a lot deeper. Yeah. You know, it's a lot more substance. So anyway, that's all I got. I don't know if you got anything else. Kirk, you got anything? Nope. Well, thank you all for tuning in. And for those of you who tune in later and listen to this, I know some of you, thank you guys for sending uh, me messages, letting me know you're listening and responding. It means a lot to us to know that these times are meaningful to you. That's why we do them, and we hope they continue to do that. And I hope this starts a revolution in our lives that brings us to a deeper, closer, more real uh, relationship with the God we believe in. So God bless you guys. Take care. Stay safe out there. Hope to see you Palm Sunday. And we love you and miss you. Take care. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com 
as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.